Greetings and salutations to our fine podcast audience. Welcome to episode 149. We made it. Yep. Which means we are one away from 150. We're right at the precipice of 150, which uh, I am told we have to have a celebration. Yeah. Well, I know one person. One, one of our devoted listeners. Yeah. Oh, someone did say they... I thought oh, you meant yes. I wanted a staff no. celebration. We have a... We I have have brought a, up a couple episodes ago we should have a celebration. Sydney Sunday. wants us to have a celebration. I was going to remember uh, her YouTube handle, but now I can't remember it off the top of my head. And I was going to... She sent also like a comment or an email. How did you Yeah, she that? commented the other day oh, that okay. she wants us to have a 150 celebration. Yeah. All right, well the only option for that then Sydney is before we're done filming this and we film the next one you got to send us cupcakes. That's what I think. So in the next 30 minutes yeah, between Yeah, cuz we're going to film 150 here in yeah, a few minutes. So you're going to have to celebrate. I think that's not going to happen. I think she's going to make I don't it. Think she is. But you know what? That means she doesn't love If we'll, she sent us cupcakes, I would have a belated 150. We'll 151. Yeah. 151. I would love to do that. Although, if she sent it and I'm two weeks away from one of our tapings, would we eat two-week-old cupcakes? What you need to do is send us some every week from now on. <laughs> yeah, we'll eventually get there. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll comment sure. and we'll tag your, uh, your YouTube channel. Yes. Perfect. So yeah, that we'll our so. three viewers <laughs> can, yeah. become right. view, can become viewers of you. So that's a good investment. <laughs> I do, too. I think so as well. So next week, we will have our 150th episode. But for now, uh, my name's Jason. This is Ed. This is Nathan. And we're going to answer another question that you guys sent to us. Uh, about This one's about death. So real depressing today. Cupcakes to death. Yeah. <laughs> we need some cupcakes to liven up this death question. But no, actually, it's a it's a it's a thoughtful question. As that they're all thoughtful, but this one's thoughtful. I can tell this person's really struggling with, uh, especially how to talk to their kids about this. So, here is our question. I know that our focus should not be on death and heaven, but rather on the relationship that we can have with Christ here on earth. However, I have a child who is growing in her relationship, and her curious questions spark my curiosity too. She's been asking about the return of Jesus. The Bible says that we will hear trumpets sound. There's also reference to him resurrecting the dead, which makes some say we, that being cremated is wrong. I think our spirits go straight to heaven when we die, but others think our spirits sleep until his return. Knowing that no one knows for sure, I'd love to hear from the three of you about your thoughts on this. Okay. I was just about to say, this person has really summed up all the things. They have, and so we're going to have to take Well, this I really apart. appreciate the final part, which I is do. that no one knows for sure. Mm -hmm. You already get yeah. that, so yeah. you just want to hear thoughts. Yeah. So we can talk about what, what the Bible kind of alludes to and points to um, and what we kind of make out of that. So why don't we start with this? All right, so the first thing she says is uh, her child's been asking about, uh, well, I assume it's a her. It could be a him. Sorry. Um, their child has been uh, asking about the return of Jesus and about the whole trumpet sounding thing, um, resurrection of the dead, and all that kind of stuff. So, um, anybody want to start by summing all of that up? About from, what's going to happen? From all of the passages Ooh. that talk about this? <laughs> I'm not sure I can <laughs> No, sum. I don't want to. Do you want to do if that? If that's what you're asking me, oh, the answer on, is Nathan? no, I don't want to. I'm afraid I know I'm, I'll miss stuff. I, know, I just know I'll overlook things. I, I got to believe this, the trumpet thing. Uh, afraid to say. I think it's you probably... You think it's literal? I think it's figurative in too. that it's I about announcing the, a king. It's yeah. something from there to the announcement of a king. Yeah. I Because, you know, there's a shout, 
There's a shout Maybe mentioned somewhere else, the shout is. of the archangel. Yeah. Uh, there's the dead in Christ rise well, first. But let's be clear, uh, when a lot of that trumpet language is like in Revelation, mm -hmm. there's also language about Jesus got a sword in his mouth mm -hmm. and all those there's kinds of things. There's a lot of, of figurative a stuff. A lot of figurative stuff. So it's interesting to me how along the way, many of us Christians have picked up on some things are figurative and other things are literal. And I just don't think we're very consistent. Yeah. No, for sure we're not very consistent. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think you're way better off if most of the things in the book of Revelation, you try to see them as a picture. There's mm -hmm. a giant picture that you're trying to... Well, and isn't some of the trumpet sound, and maybe I'm getting this mixed up, some of that's like in First Thessalonians too, right? Sure. Where he talks about... Mm -hmm. It's going to happen in the, the blink of an eye. Call of God. Going to, but my point is, mm -hmm. even all of those things are just ways of trying to paint a picture. I think, once again, if you're talking about how to talk to your kid about this, I think the way to talk to your kid about it is that, um, and I've, I've just recently had this conversation with my children, with one in particular. She was asking some question. I can't remember what it was. And it was something about following Jesus. And I said, you know, oh, they were talking about a lot of bad things in the world. And I said, you know, that's why Jesus came. Is I said, Jesus came because God's making the world new. And God's making a new world. And the question is whether you want to live in God's new world. Um, and I said, the benefit of God's new world is there is that it starts now. And I told them, because we go and we serve um, at Bridging the Gap. We pray with people. We give breakfast. That's one of their favorite things to do. And I say, those little places, that's where God's new world is breaking through. And we, I said, you know that feeling you get? And you, people you don't even know, but you love them and you care about them and you want them to do well. I said, that's a picture of God's new world. And I said, and every time you pray and you focus on Jesus, that's part of God's new world. I said, but all of that is happening in like little cracks in our broken world. I said, but there is coming a day when Jesus is going to return and the new world is going to be the only world yeah. and everything will be good and beautiful and right. And so if you were asking me how to say that to kids, because, and I think, I think Paul would say this and I think Jesus would say this. You are once again, even that, that idea of God's new world, that, that language is not in the Bible. There is language of new creation. There's language of the kingdom, the kingdom. all of those different things. But you are free to, to express those ideas of what we know for sure is going to happen is that God is making all things new, and that is currently happening. But there is also coming a day when Jesus is the, the new and beautiful will be all that's left. And being able to say that to your kid, that's a concept that your whatever 10-year-old, your 6-year-old, your 14-year-old can understand. And I think takes away from some of this the specific questions that we just don't, we well, don't have specific answers. To. And I was also, I was going to add to what you were saying because you made me think of this. I, one thing that I would be very concerned about and when you're talking to your kids about this whole idea is a lot of the ways that we have been taught and we learned, at least I did, uh, to talk about the second coming of Jesus were honestly fear-based. Mm -hmm. And I, I grew up with a lot of fear around the second coming of Jesus. And um, I have grown to learn that anything that elicits fear in me in sure. that way, I, I think is, is really doing violence to the message of the gospel. And I think the way you just described it, Nathan, of how to speak to your kids about that, I think is spot on the way to go. But if you get into this whole thing of, 
Jesus is going to come back and you better be ready and it could happen anytime and you're going to hear this trumpet and the, and the clouds are going to part to a child. All of those images, they can't handle a, a lot of that stuff because I'm telling you, I grew up with those images as a four, five, six-year-old kid and, uh, for example, I woke up one night as a child uh, to a loud noise that when I first woke up sounded like a trumpet a little bit right. in my ear and I can remember... I mean, just being terrified because that's what I thought. The end of the world has come. And yep. then, of course, the immediate thoughts is, am I ready? And is, and is God going to be good with me? Am I good with him? And all those questions, which are not questions that any child should, should have no. in that way. Um, certainly, I, 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 I wished I had not had those. My wife still so. regularly talks about how she grew up in a church that was very, um, which was very bizarre to me because I grew up in a church where, I grew up in this church where, talking about end times, I mean, there is probably a handful of times in my, in the entire history of this church that has been the focus of Sunday morning. Yeah. But in, in her church growing up, it was nearly, at least, if not Sunday morning, we're talking about it every Sunday night, yep. and particularly this, and they were very much in rapture theology mm -hmm. and judgment journey and all, you know, she did all those things. And she talks about still, every time she hears a train whistle, it makes her heart because she said, when I was a kid, someone told them specifically the trumpet would sound like a train. Well, now, knowing what I have learned about trauma. Yeah. That is a trauma response. Yes, that's the conversation we have. And what, what it tells me is the experience that I was put through. Again, not on purpose. The people that taught me growing up didn't had best mean, of intentions. They had the good intentions. Yes. But I now recognize that I was placed, I was put through some traumatic experiences because of my reactions today. Same kind of thing. Right. You know, uh, hearing noises like that or being startled awake in the middle of the night or just... Uh, seeing just seeing kinds of things on the television that uh, used to be told to me of well that's a sign it's coming right you know a certain type of war or when the, when the Middle East gets a little off oh, yeah. um, I start to feel my heart will race and my stomach will turn because I start to feel the way I felt as a child and up until when I was older like right now and <laughs> when I've started to learn what trauma is and how it feels in my body yeah I now realize that that was traumatic, and that's not healthy. And so, my original point, Nathan's spot on. Talk to your kids in those kinds of ways, not the kinds of ways. Yeah, I think it's important to have the goal in mind that the second coming is going to be a great event. Absolutely. For followers of Jesus, yes. for your child, it's going to be an exceptional thing. Mm -hmm. Most people I know, and this was true for me, even after I, I, you know, I grew up in church, all the rapture stuff, didn't become a Christian. I'm really hard to pressure. Uh, it, but I still had those thoughts of, man, I hope it waits until I'm married. Yeah. Yeah. I hope it waits until I have a kid. Yeah. I hope it, there are all these things. I'm okay with Jesus coming back when I'm old and almost dead. Right. Yeah. You know, well, all that means is I was taught really bad. Right. Yes. That, if the thought is there are better things here that I need to experience. Mm -hmm. There ain't nothing better here. Mm -hmm. The best experience here is a shadow mm -hmm. of its real existence in heaven. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so your goal should always be to talk about it in terms of it's what we're looking forward to and not like heaven. I mean, it's just everything's going to be better. I, mm -hmm. I think the picture you painted was a beautiful picture. I love, I love that picture yeah. of 
we see cracks of it coming through. That's a great way to think about it. Because then when they see those good things, they know, oh, that's kingdom of God. Mm. I can yeah. sense that. I can participate in it. Mm. And it, it prepares me for the future of that. So that's what I would say. I would try to talk on an age-appropriate level. Yes. I would never use the second coming as a way to threaten anybody because you can't make someone love somebody out of fear. That's right. So That's the way we, the way ultimately we spend eternity with Jesus is we choose to love God and love people. That doesn't happen because I got afraid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's move on because there's a couple of other issues, questions within the uh, the question that they sent. Um, they want us to talk a little bit about the the, the resurrection and whether or not. Uh, because they say some people say cremation is uh, is wrong to do. Um, well, I can tell you, you know, based on what Paul and many of the writers of Scripture tell us, you are right. There, there is a coming a day when the dead uh, will be raised, just right. as Jesus was to a uh, renewed body, yeah. a renewed body, the same type of body that Jesus uh, had after has after his resurrection. Um, and so. The only thing I can tell you about cremation, and this is just the way that I have worked it out in my own mind and heart, I, I can tell you this. The reason uh, people are buried uh, is, is through mainly for Christians. Christians have traditionally buried their dead as a way to point to the resurrection, of the burial and resurrection of Jesus. Right. So whenever you see a body being buried, now I'm not saying every Christian thinks this way, but this is the traditional reason. This is the reason it started. This is the reason it started is because they, there's, this, there's also this biblical image of a seed being planted, mm-hmm. and a seed that dies is planted in the ground, and then it, it is resurrected or it sprouts again to new life. It's a, you are, it is a picture of the gospel to be buried, hoping and looking forward toward the resurrection. It was a big thing, and I don't know that this is still true. Probably mm-hmm. isn't because there are only echoes of Christianity in the United States. Uh, all Christians were buried facing east, yeah, yeah. because yeah. that yeah. Jesus, you know, come, come back, back in the east. east. So uh, you were wanted to be yeah. when you popped out of the ground. You were looking <laughs> at Jesus, him. yeah. Which again, image. It's a, I want it's Jesus an image. to see my booty. <laughs> That'd be bad. So, yeah, so, I'm a booty first. <laughs> So that's the, the thing around uh, burial. However, um, if, if you're asking, is cremation, can I just definitively say it is wrong? Absolutely not. I can't say that. Um, it, it is, a lot of people will say it points back to some pagan type traditions because they used to do it that way. I don't think in our day there's anybody who sits back and thinks that. Mm-hmm. So I don't think there is any kind of uh, violation of someone's Christian conscience because um, they were, were cremated versus being buried. Um, and I always tell people this too when they you know worried about a loved one. I say, you know what? When Jesus returns, he's making, like you just said, Nathan, he's making all things new. The, the, the body that has been buried in the ground is going to be reformed into the resurrected body in whatever form it is when Jesus comes back. Well, sure, because there are bodies that have been buried thousands been, of years ago yes. that are now dust. They're dust. They're not even there anymore. All cremation does is takes the process of decomposition right. and speeds it, it speeds up. It up. It just so speeds it up. So are you asking me, Is does a cremation prevent you from being resurrected by Jesus? I'd say if, if that's the case, then... <laughs> 
Jesus has not got the, the ability that we know he does well, and to that, recreate you. That means technically, again, unless Jesus is just against the burning. And now we're into law, which doesn't sound like Jesus. Especially it just doesn't. Especially because so many of the early martyrs were burned. burned many so then he has died. to make allowances right. for that. Yes. It doesn't sound like the, That doesn't Jesus. make sense. If it's just that the body can't be, he's got to have a body. Well, that, because mm -mm. then none of the apostles are going to be resurrected because their bodies are, they're disintegrated. Well, and I think, I think there is a, a, a good uh, maybe thought process that is going into this, which is uh, there is a way in which we, in the kind of the Western world, have started to treat our bodies as if they don't matter. And mm -hmm. there's almost like a, well, once I'm dead, just toss me in the trash because it's just yeah. a body. But that is not also, so I think I think that is not the uh, right. biblical way to view, because, mm -hmm. and I'm not saying about the, the dead body. I'm talking about that thought process eventually comes to the way I treat my own physical right. body. Yes. Um, which has gotten us into a lot of the trouble we're in around sexuality, around all different kinds, around health around all different kinds of things, that if I think my body is some kind of shell and it's not me, I am a multi-dimensional person. I am heart, soul, mind, strength, or body. And God loves all of it. And God yeah. loves that's why we're to gonna, love and honor all of it. That's why we're going to have a resurrected body. God, we're not going to be disbodied spirits. So Paul I think, is real clear I think about it's that. worth yeah. your time when you're making a decision about any of this kind of stuff to think, what is honoring? And cremation may be the most honoring Maybe. thing to you, to your family. Maybe it's, I want to donate my body to science because I want other people to be able to learn. All of that, I think, is appropriate. But I think not just, uh, don't just hear us say like, uh, oh, it doesn't matter <laughs> it doesn't at all matter. what happens because it's just a body, it's whatever. We no, don't want you to hear I that. Don't, don't. <laughs> we want you to be able to love and God, honor God with your body. Mm -hmm. But we're saying the specifics of what you choose is not as important as the reason that you choose whatever yeah. you choose. That you would sit and go, this is how I you know, want to honor whatever that is. Typically for me, when people ask me this question, really what they're worth they're getting at is, if, I, if me or someone that I love is decides cremated, to cremate, yeah. be, be cremated, you know, does that somehow affect what happens in the resurrection? And the answer is unequivocally no. Yeah. It has nothing to do with it. Um, but as I said before, there are, there are reasons why there are certain traditions and why we do things, but they're only uh, just testimonies to ultimately the resurrection sure. of Jesus. And like Nathan just said, you know, you if you thoughtfully consider what is best for you yeah, and your family way, yeah. and how you honor uh, Christ in that, um, then I don't I don't see a right wrong in that. It's certainly, there's not one spelled out in Scripture. And there, there's that, a, that's the key. There is not one spelled out yeah, in Scripture. There absolutely isn't. I, I hear the echo of Jesus of if it if this were important, would I not have told you? Yes. Right. Would I, right. If this really mattered, would I not have told you? Well, and there is a level to which, and this is kind of more of a uh, wealthy, uh, and I mean everyone who lives in America, wealthy mm -hmm. problem, which yeah. is somehow I'm going to be in control of what happens to my body when I'm dead uh, because there are people all over this world uh, who had no control over, and, and currently in our world, that they have died and their their body they had no control over. So if Jesus is going to hold me accountable to specifically where my body is, uh, including the disciples, including all these people, they did not have authority over those things. The idea that, that all of those things, I think, I mm -hmm. think it is just a little bit of a... Uh, 
Uh, privilege. Yeah. Well, and I think there's a, a, a almost human ar arrogance to the idea that I am in control of every single thing that happens in my life, mm -hmm. and so I need to be prepared for every single possible contingency, and uh, and that God is somehow like waiting to catch me on one of these contingencies. Yeah, that, that that's the real. All of these things that are somehow going to keep me from God right. in some way and participating fully in His kingdom. We don't say it, and I'm not saying the person means this, but we don't think about it. They are character accusations. Mm -hmm. Oh, they sure, are, God. They, yes. are, they are saying God's the kind of God that's looking to trip me up. Right. And he's, he, he, he would send me away on a technicality. Right. If he could, he would. Mm -hmm. Whereas the clear indication of Scripture is he has gone above and beyond what anybody would think was logical to make a way for me to be with him. So his character is he wants all people to be saved and to be with him. Right. That's clear. So if I hold on to that, then a lot of these questions about what will keep me away, I have to not love God and not love people. That, that's what keeps me away. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. I have to not want to be with God. And then the final piece that they ask about is they say, I think our spirits go straight to heaven when we die, but other people think that our spirits sleep until his return. Yep, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's exactly what other people think. That is, and I'll just say this, I have been in both of those positions, and now sometimes even when I read certain things, I go back and forth between those two. I don't know for sure what I believe on this yeah. concretely. The only thing that I, I tell people when they ask me this question, is I say, I can't tell you specific, like you said, Ed, I can't tell you specifically, but I can use the language that the Bible uses to be absent from the body is present with the Lord. Right. That's you right. will be present with the Lord from the moment you breathe your last breath right. on, on this planet. And um, also Jesus telling the thief on the cross, today you'll be with me. That's Wherever right. Jesus was going, that guy was going to. That's right. And so I think you can find plenty of comfort in those words. And that's what I try to s stick with when I talk to people. Me too. Yeah, I would, I would agree. I don't know. Okay. I don't, I don't know. Because so, I don't really know how time works. Well, that's the thing. I don't know. We don't understand. I it. don't know. I know whatever it is, it's good. And yeah. I just trust that God's going right. to do whatever is good. Well, in that part of faith, that, it, yeah. that is what the Bible calls faith. Is I, I go trust to, Him. Yes. That, that's ultimately it and where I have grown to. I really do trust God's character. It's why mm -hmm. I regularly say to myself and to other people, we have nothing to fear. No. Well, it's there, like... We have nothing to fear. It's like when we go on vacation and my kids ask me, how long is it going to take us to get to Orlando? And because of the way their brain works, I have to say everything in terms of how long, of how many victorious episodes of TV it will take to get there. So when I have to sit down too with many. a calculator That's and go, how many 22 and yeah. 7 seconds divided by this, you know, so I make up, I go, I go, we'll get there when we get there. And what I know is with the journey to get there is going to be is going to be good because we're together. And when right. we get there, it's going to be good because we're together. And I need you not to worry about how long it's going to take for us to get there. And and whether today means literally right now today or whether it means from your perception it will yeah. be one day. Who to it me those matter. are those are up in the air. It doesn't matter from my viewpoint as you said when I when I am when I when I take my last breath here 
I believe I will be with Jesus. And if I wake up and he says, hey, man, it's been 3,500 years since you died, I'll go, okay, cool, because it felt like a second. Felt like exactly. the, it felt, it felt like, like it was the same day. Yeah, it yeah. felt like it was the same day. It's then, the way I think about all kinds of things at the judgment when people say, I just I, I can't imagine sitting and talking to Jesus about all the things I've done. And I go, well, I can't imagine that really either. But we have nothing to fear. Nothing. Yes. That I know, I know for it sure. Will be good. We have nothing to fear. It will be okay. And I remember from the, the people we've learned from who've had near-death experiences and, and experienced the life mm-hmm. review with, with Jesus, right. uh, it was certainly not a uh, condemning. condemning experience. Yep. So, and it was pretty, pretty darn instant, right? according right. to them as well. So that, uh, I don't understand any of that. The but. truths that we ought to hang on are God can be trusted. Yes. Jesus is preparing something for us. If we needed to know about it, he would have told us so. Mm-hmm. And whatever happens, there's no condemnation. Yeah. There, mm-hmm. he is. You may in fact decide this is not what you want to. You want. Mm-hmm. I mean, you may decide. Mm-hmm. I don't want this. Okay. Well, and that. But he's not going to condemn you. Mm-hmm. You just decide. I don't want this. That is the way to kind of tie it back to the beginning. That is the conversation I had with with my daughter. She's at the point where she's trying to figure out faith. And so I said this whole thing about God's making a new world. And I said, the question you need to determine is, do you want to live in God's new world? And I said, because believe it or not, there are many of us that would not want to live in God's new world. And I said, because to live in a world where everyone gets away <laughs> with the bad things they've done, you don't want to let it, you know, you don't want to let your sisters always get away with what they what they do that's wrong. I said, you've got to decide at some point. I said, honestly, we need some practice to get ready for God's new world. And I said, so we need to start looking at that. And to your point, I, that's the way I said it is God is not anyone who wants in God's new world, God's not standing there going, let me check off did, did you get cremated? Mm, sorry, that was I know you that, want to, but it's a little too much. There. Yes, yeah. The answer was not cremation <laughs> that you have failed the test, right? God's I said God's letting everyone who wants into his new world in. The problem is there eventually I can create in my own heart the kind of person who doesn't want to live in God's new world. And mm. that's what we want for our kids is yes. let's let's find the beauty in God's new and, world. And even that I just I just really commend you on that picture. That picture is a good picture because it doesn't conjure up what was conjured up for me even mm-hmm. on the good side of heaven's a pleasure factory yes where right. everything you right. ever wanted is going to come play true notably the bible doesn't say that right <laughs> you know? it's just being with god that's right yeah yeah all right so that is episode 149 which means Oh, yeah. We're on the precipice. Sydney's cupcakes are coming. One you said precipice twice now. I'm trying as many times as I can. I love that word. I know you word do. a day toilet paper. Precipice. We're on the precipice. We're on the brink. It goes through a roll a day. Here we go. So when you come back next week, we will be celebrating. We'll have jumped over the edge. We'll be all over the precipice <laughs> celebrating episode 150. So I hope you're ready. So uh, come back next week. We will celebrate together. Y'all have a good week. Bye.